0: Hola muchachos, you're listening to English Made Simple. This is episode 34, numero 34. Hey guys, welcome to English Made Simple. My name is Milena and welcome everyone. Thank you for joining me to yet another episode of English Made Simple where we learn to speak English with confidence. Isn't that sweet? So, what have you been up to? to this week what's up it's an informal way to ask what did you do this week did you do anything exciting like me for example i woke up at 6 a.m on saturday morning and i went for a walk because i'm loca. (laughs) it was fun though you should try it sometime uh well it's uh, springtime here in australia sun is shining and the birds are singing primavera spring It started on the 1st of September here in Australia, actually. The winter starts on the 1st of June, the spring on the 1st of September. Yep. So, in the last uh, short and sweet episode, uh, number 33, we learned that it is okay to ask stupid questions. I shared a true story with you guys, it really happened. We also learned the word smart ass and what it means, you know, to give a smart ass comment to someone. It just means a sarcastic comment. I forgot to mention that you should only use it with your friends or people you feel comfortable with. Don't use it in the exam, please, or um, at job interviews because it's slang. Modismo. My friends usually call me a smart ass, they, they tell me, oh, Milena. Don't be as smart as. That's because I'm full of smart as comments. <laughs> well, well, intelligente was one of them. <laughs> anyway, and then in the episode number 32, we learned about asking questions using the auxiliary verbs to be and to do. I hope that was helpful to you guys. By the way, did you do your homework? Hmm? Probably not. I am sure you have a really good excuse. The only excuse I I will accept ease. My dog ate my homework. (laughs) I think that was from Simpsons. My dog ate my homework. Right. Whatever. In this episode, we are going to continue to learn how to ask questions, but this time using another auxiliary verb, to have. And also, we are going to learn how to ask questions using the future tense. Did you know... There are two ways to form future tense in English, Mm -hmm. just to confuse everybody, really. Don't worry, be happy, we will learn how to ask questions using both forms in this episode. Yay! Very exciting stuff. Excellent. So, let's begin, shall we? So, we learned uh, about the auxiliary verbs in the previous episode, number 32. Basically, the word auxiliary uh, means it is a helping verb. Auxiliary verb means it is a helping verb. It helps us construct sentences and form questions. The auxiliary verb to have is just a helping verb. Think of it as a helping verb. It doesn't mean tener, which is in Spanish tener, uh, which means something to hold, physically to have, to possess. In this case, it doesn't mean that, so please don't translate it. Uh, The auxiliary verb to have just helps us construct sentences. We use this verb to form questions in the present perfect tense. It is also an irregular verb. The past tense is had. And we use had to form questions in the past perfect tense. I think we covered the present perfect tense in one of our previous episodes. Now, I can't remember. I think it was episode 11, if my memory serves me right, where I taught you to use um, this tense when we talk about experiences. There are other ways to use this tense, but let's keep it simple for now, okay? Let's, uh, Let's use an example of a present perfect tense. Let's use the verb to eat, comer. Eat is an irregular verb. Past tense is ate and participle eaten. In present perfect tense, we use participle to form sentences and also questions. Here is a statement. You have eaten. That's a statement. The question would be, have you eaten? Again, do you remember from the last episode, the rule when using the auxiliary verb is to swap the verb and the subject. Swap means intercambiar, so we swap the subject with the conjugation of the verb to have, to form questions. You have eaten, have you eaten, is the question. Let's continue and use another example. I'm going to use an example that was uh, in the news this week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick on Donald Trump. (laughs) Donald Trump has visited Mexico this week. It's a statement. The question would be, has Donald Trump visited Mexico this week? Has he been there before? I hope he was there to learn Spanish because there's no other reason he should have been there, really. Well on. Right. Okay. Did that make sense so far? Present perfect tense, uh, we use the verb have, auxiliary verb have to form questions. Have you eaten? have you ever been to mexico hmm (laughs) now let's continue with the future tense how do we ask questions in the future quite simply actually now that we kind of know the basic structure of swapping the subject with the auxiliary verb we will also do the same for the future tense very simple stuff let's consider the simple future tense first Actually, it is very easy to construct a question. We use the auxiliary verb will. W-I-L-L. Will plus verb. It indicates future tense. In the English language, it is very common to use contraction of the word will with a subject. So, instead of saying I will go, it becomes I'll go. It's a short form of I will go, I'll go. Very common to use when speaking English. We use the contraction, the short form. So you might want to practice it next time you want to use future tense. Here are some examples. I will meet him later. We can say, I'll meet him later. It will rain tomorrow. It will rain tomorrow. It's very subtle sound, this this, uh, short form of will. She will be late. She'll be late. He will help us later. He'll help us later. They will cook dinner. They'll cook dinner. Try to practice this. It's very soft L when you abbreviate the word will. Finally, how do we form questions with this will? Will I go? (laughs) I will go. Will I go? Again, we're swapping uh, the auxiliary verb with the subject. Will it rain tomorrow? It will rain tomorrow becomes will it rain tomorrow? She will dance becomes, will she dance? Will they cook? They will cook. Will they cook? And uh, what we are using the questions like, uh, where, when, who, what? We just put them in front of the auxiliary verb. So, will I go? Where will I go? Or when will I go? <laughs> when will it rain? Okay, so you just put... Uh, the wh type of questions where when who what you put it before the auxiliary verb will. How are we doing so far, guys? Uh, hope I'm making sense. Hope you're able to follow me so far. So let's uh, let's continue. Awesome. So have you heard of this uh, the word shall before? I want to add a little twist to the future tense. Uh, the word shall. It's another auxiliary verb. Shall is used for future tenses as well, but only for the first person singular and plural pronouns. I shall, we shall. We only use it in those cases. And this is according to British English language, okay? In the British English, it's very common to hear I shall, we shall, okay? I shall go. <laughs> we shall go. In the American English, it's not so common. If you go back to the beginning of this episode, if you rewind to the beginning of this episode, uh, there was a time in the beginning where I said, let's begin with this lesson. Shall we? So, when do we use shall or will? How do we know when to use shall or will? Hmm. You may ask yourselves... Well, that depends entirely on whether you prefer British English or the American English. It would be very unusual to hear Americans use shall for future tense. But on the other hand, it is very common to use the auxiliary verb shall in both British and the American English to make suggestions or offers or to ask for advice. Uh, Another example we can use is Shall I shut the door? Do you want me to shut the door? Uh, Where shall we go today? Shall we go for a drink? Shall I open the door? It's like asking for permission. Shall we start? Shall we begin? I use this quite often. Um, I use the verb shall I? Shall we? Uh, Right. So now, that was one future tense. That was simple future tense in English, right? There is another way we can form future in English. Mm-hmm. The second future form, we would use the verb to be going to. It is very similar or even equivalent to the verb ir in Spanish, to go. For example, I'm going to buy this book. Voy a comprar este libro. Going to and will both indicate future tense. Now, when do we use will now and when do we use going to? So many twists in this episode. I hope you're following me so far. What is the difference between these two? Hmm. Well, we use will when we decide to do something at the time of speaking. For example, um, I say to my husband, "Mia more, uh, remember to wash the dishes tonight, please. And he would say, Okay, Milena, I will do it. Uh, in this example, my husband didn't think about washing the dishes uh, before. I asked him to do it. Now he will do it. So he decided at that moment that he will do the dishes. But I do prefer the answer of, yes, my lady, I will do it immediately. (laughs) That would have been a better answer, I reckon. Okay, and uh, we use going to, we use going to when we have already decided to do something. It's in our plan. When we made plans to do something, Example, um, again, my example, mia remember to wash the dishes tonight, please. And he would say, sorry, I can't do it. I'm going to go out with my friends tonight. Or another way he could say it is, sorry, I can't do it. I'm going out with my friends tonight. In this example, my husband has already decided to go out with his friends he didn't think about washing the dishes. He planned going out before. Okay? By the way, to go out is a phrasal verb. Go out means salir. Now, how do we ask questions uh, when we're using the different version of the future tense? Um, to be going to Right. Here's a statement. You are going to buy this book. We're going to swap the subject with the verb. Are you going to buy this book? You are going to buy this book. Are you going to buy this book? At the end of the day, remember this, guys. If you're tired of using uh, the auxiliary verb will for future, feel free to use going to instead, only if you're unsure. But I do advise you to learn more about the future tenses in in English language if you have spare time. Uh, Crystal clear. Hopefully, this is crystal clear. Wow, well done, guys. You've survived. We are approaching the end of the show. Muchachos, que la fuerza te accompagne, let the force be with you. In the next short and sweet episode, we will learn how to ask questions starting with a negative form of questioning, such as, isn't it? Didn't you? Haven't you? They are used when you want to express some sort of a surprise about something, if you're surprised about something. That's going to be in the next short and sweet episode. Don't forget, all transcriptions are available on my website, englishmadesimple.net. If you have any questions on any of the topics we covered in this show, please let me know in the Facebook group, English Made Simple, or on my website. This podcast is for you, and I'm here to help you learn, so let's do this, guys. Arrivederci! Hasta la próxima!